Hello and welcome to Mustard MMA, your fortnightly chat about all things MMA. Thank you for joining us. Uh, the last time, uh, it's been a little while since we did a podcast like this. The last episode that went out two weeks ago was an interview with UFC light heavyweight Modestus Bukowskis. So if you are new, listening for the first time, by all means, go and check that out. Let us know what you think. My name is Joe, we must get cracking right on. Joined by Matthew as always. Matt, the last time I saw you, we were at the O2 for the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Bisping and his one-man show. Luis J. Gomez there as well. A little, a little nice surprise, comedy to start off. How are you? Have you recovered? I've recovered now, but that was a good couple of weeks ago, though, <laughs> oh, Joseph. So I'm, well, not, I'm not that old. So. <laughs> it was a good laugh, wasn't it? That was a good I was, night. I was way more pissed than I thought at the time. Uh, I, if you look through my Hotmail uh, emails, you got an Uber receipt from Wednesday evening, and you got an Uber receipt for Thursday morning also. So <laughs> I did the double bubble, the dinner and the breakfast. So I was feeling feeling a bit bit weakened on that Thursday, but it was a good laugh. Great to see the big man. It was uh, some legendary tales of that octagon, weren't they? Yeah, it was good. It, obviously, he's got plenty of good stories, hasn't he? I can't, I can't remember. Were there any fresh ones? Don't know particularly, I don't know. but it's one of those where you go in there. You're laughing your way through it, and you can't remember shit when you come yeah, out. It's, yeah, it's one of those. But we were yeah. VIP, weren't we? Accidental VIPs. Yeah, I mean, what, was that a treat from your uh, your mate's other half, or was it completely accidental? Well, I don't know. If it was a treat, he didn't even know it was, because he it was a shock to him as yeah, well. So. Yeah. yeah, I felt like a right old royal, skipping that big queue, Joseph, straight to the front there. No, it's good, good old night, so yeah, it's good to get back out there as well, so yeah. Lovely evening. Definitely, definitely. All right, like I say, we are a fortnightly show, and that does allow us to go a bit loosey-goosey with what the uh, the topics that we've got here. Should we start with the featherweights in the USC division? We obviously saw the champ put on a, a tremendous performance a couple of weeks ago, Alexander Volkanovsky beating Brian Ortega. A lot of people saying one of the best title fights ever. Not too sure about that. Round three was certainly one of the best rounds in a title fight ever, I would say. That was high drama in that moment. But I think that puts the featherweight division in a little bit of a precarious position. You've obviously got Max Holloway, the former champ, arguably the greatest featherweight of all time. He's up against Yair Rodriguez. You'd probably think he'd get the job done there, which all roads seem to be leading towards another fight between Volkanovski and Max Holloway, which would obviously be the third third run. Volkanovski's won both of them, although you could argue it should be one apiece at the moment. But as it is, Volkanovski's the champ. So like I say, Matthew, your thoughts on this, on the division. You know, potentially you've got a third fight there if all, all things go well for Max Holloway. And were he to lose to Volkanovski again, that would be 3-0. I mean, that could be a long, long time before he gets another title shot. And it's crazy to think of that because Max is... You'd probably put him at least on the same level as Volkanovski, wouldn't you? So I just wonder your thoughts about this division. You've obviously got Cejudo... Uh, getting vocal as well, perhaps he might be an option there, were things to go badly for Max. But I guess it, it is interesting, isn't it, if you're, you're being pessimistic and you look at a potential third loss for Holloway, you know, puts it, you know, credit a Volksy if it does go down that way, but certainly puts uh, a bit of a predicament there. Credit a Volksy all, all round, really. He's one of the most underrated lads knocking around. I don't think so now. I think people have started to realise this... He's just one of the best out there, and he ain't lost in eight years or something stupid like that. Ten and zero in the UFC. Who's he been? Aldo, Holloway twice, Chad Mendes, the yeah. lot. So I mean, he's finally getting his his credit, isn't he, Joseph? 
But with regards to the division, I think the best thing that could happen here is that Yair beats Max Holloway. I don't want it to happen because I love Max. He's one of my favourite fighters. But for the division moving forward, and maybe for Volksy as well, see a, a few new faces in there. It's best if Yair wins. Does he get it done? I don't I don't think so. He ain't fought in two years. Max looks on a different level in his last fight. And I think we're probably going to see him with the trilogy. I mean, where it goes from there, if, like you say, Volksy does get another win, it's in a bit of a rotten position. The, the division unfortunately obviously you've got a lot of contenders coming through Arnold Allen Chikadze uh, others are going to rear their head Korean Zombie he's knocking about still so don't write any of them off yet but with regards to fresh challengers it's at the top top of the division it's he's just cleaning them out um, Cejudo I don't know he ain't going to beat Volksy is he Joseph I think I mean I would rather see Volksy move up to 155 and see him take on Cejudo if they're the two options you want to see Volksy move up to 55 and take on Cejudo? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> no if, rather than take on Cejudo. I'm with you. I'm so with if, you. if your only options here are Henry Cejudo coming up from Bantamweight or Volksy goes up to 155 and tests himself, I'd rather see the latter for me. Because I think Cejudo's... I'm not all too convinced by his Bantamweight stint. He obviously beat a completely... Mm. Who, who did he beat to win the title? Uh, Marlon Marais. Uh, Marais, wasn't it? Beat Dillashaw at Bantam, didn't he? Or was that? Oh no, he came down to flyweight. Yeah, didn't he? sorry, I'm getting mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he beat. Uh, fair play, beat Dillashaw at flyweight, who was completely dishevelled. Yeah. And then you go and beat Marais, who is proven to be that he he can let fights get away from him after that first round, and beat Dominic Cruz, who had a massive layoff. Obviously, not to discredit his title win there, but he's not exactly cleaned out the bantamweight. So I, if I want to see him return, I want to see him go there rather than fight an animal. In Volkanovski, we saw what it was like against Ortega. He was just relentless when he like just the machine, cardio, just an animal. Uh, yeah, no one's really beating him anytime soon, and I, I do worry for Max because you feel like Max has been in there since he was young. He's not. While he looks incredible in his last fight in standing up and stuff, he's those wars are going to catch up with him, and he's going to only sort of plateau and not improve. But when you look at Volksy, he just improves leaps and bounds every fight. So. I think if there was a third fight, I think Volksy would probably win and with no real dispute in the judges' call this time. Yeah, I definitely think the Cejudo chat is uh, intriguing. Like, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't put it past him, to be, to be fair to him. He's an Olympic champ, two-weight champ in the UFC. You know, you couldn't doubt him. I, I'd like to see him back either way, to be fair. Cejudo, a little bit of a tangent, but I would like to see Cejudo back. I think he probably called it a day a little bit early. He's another one, obviously, he's been competing and getting thrown about since a young age, so... It's also he's it's taking his toll, isn't it? So, but I'd like to see him back. Yeah, featherweight is probably a little bit too much, but uh, it's def it's definitely interesting. You mentioned might be good if Yair beats Max. Yeah, it might be because I don't think it would even do Max any disservice. Really, I think Max could lose to Yair, and people be like, oh well, still Max. <laughs> he's still he's still Max Holloway, isn't it? Like it doesn't it doesn't really matter too much unless he got battered from pillar to post for three rounds or whatever. But yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think Volkanovski moving up. Could you see that? He's 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 quite small, isn't he? Obviously, he uses that to his advantage in this division up against an Oliveira or a Poirier. It's tough, isn't it? I guess I guess it's just a you know it, it's a potential spanner in the works all round really in this division and what Volkanovski can do. Like, would he want to go up? I get he seems like to be fair. Like I said, he seems like an animal. He seems like he probably he would just do it. Uh, just to 
just because he could, just to see how he would do. I reckon he probably would, but yeah, probably not too much room to work with there. You might end up being dependent on on who's the champ at the time, I guess. Oh, well, you, he's not going to go up and fight Makachev at 55 if that's the, um, you know, the the scenario of that division in a, in a year's time or whenever when it whenever it may be when he clears out the featherweight division. So, it's a tough one, definitely. Yeah, I think he'd only go up to fight for the belt, wouldn't he? I, I don't think if you if you lost, it'd be a bit much like Adesanya, wouldn't it? Lose yeah, up there, yeah. but people would be like, Joe, you know what? Fair play, you went up there and had a go. You're clearly outsized. You gave it a go to become double champion and just popped back down again to 145 and, and hope there'd been a bit of movement down there in the interim. But it's a very interesting division. Very interesting. It's a bit of a turnover at the minute. And I'd, I'd, yeah, you, you just don't want Max to lose three on the bounce because then you, you're truly saying, where the hell does he go from here? Then he'd have to go up to 155. Mm. We've seen that and it's not got the best ending. They're just, as you've alluded to there, they're just too big sometimes. So, yeah, but it's very interesting how it goes. They're fighting soon, aren't they? Yair and Max. I think yeah. it's in uh, Next uh, month, three or four it? weeks. Yeah, so the the turnaround would fit nicely for a trilogy fight, wouldn't it? But let's not write off Yair just yet. No, nah, I mean, well, you say not write him off. If you had to, if you had to pick, would you? You'd say Max gets through it. Is it a main event? Oh, I would have thought so. Yeah, I yeah, I think so. You'd think Max would not. You know, he beat up Calvin Qatar, didn't he? And landed the most shots in the history of the world. I wouldn't imagine it would be quite like that. Yair, a little bit, a little bit more explosive, a little bit more flamboyant. Might even land a shot and rock Holloway. But yeah, I guess you're expecting him to look fairly comfortable, get the win, Max Holloway, fight Volkanovski. But what if you had to call it? What would you say? Volkanovski, Holloway. Yes. It all depends how he looks, doesn't it? I suppose. And I'd like to see him being sort of put in positions where Volksy might put him against Yair, but you just can't see that. It's just mm. a striker and he's a flashy striker. So I don't think we're going to learn too much about Max in the incoming fight. So by that token, I think we'll see something a little bit similar to the first two fights, but probably a more resounding decision for Volkanovski this time round. He just looks to be on a different level to them first two fights in that Ortega one. Yes, I know that Max beat up Ortega in a similar fashion. But it's the adversity he went through and just the way he come back from it and just the nastiness in him. I think I think he's just only getting better. So I I, I would fancy Volkanovski. Joe, how about you? I mean, it's it's difficult to split them, to be honest. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, so we, I really so we've written tell. off the year here, haven't we? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Despite yeah. Saying it's not right, Mark. Yeah. I mean, how, how can you not, really? How can you not? It, like, it, that, like the, the point of the conversation really is it's Max and Volkanovski in that division, isn't it? That's that's it. I mean, it's, that's not we it. That's not it. it. But you know, you know what I mean. That's a, that's less division than the featherweight women. <laughs> yeah. We need we need a couple of them to go on a bit of a run against some big names and get some wins, like your Arnold Allens. Get him a big fight. Uh, what's his name? Chikadze. Who's he fine? Calvin Qatar in it. Yeah, so a big so. win there. Big win there. Throws him in there because obviously Qatar, dark horse of the division. He's he's always respected and if you beat him you're you're in there and yeah so but that these two are on a different level and which makes it difficult for when one of them loses three of them because how are you going to sell any other fight if, if yeah, he can't beat vault you know what i mean so very very interesting stuff joseph we shall see moving forward there um also we've got a few big fights coming up a couple of pay-per-views back to back 
haven't mm. we? So we, we're actually going to miss it, Joseph. If you mentioned we do it fortnightly. So we're not actually going to be able to preview this UFC 267, Blahovic and Tashira. So do you want to have a little nibble now? Yeah, I think we might as well. I think it doesn't work out too badly. Get into this one and then we've got a bit of reaction next time, plus 268. Yan versus Glover. Obviously, we had the um, we had light heavyweights in Bellator at the weekend just gone, didn't we? There's been a little bit of chat recently about which uh, company has the stronger light heavyweight division, Bellator or the USC. I would certainly side with the USC still. Uh, is it Nemkov got the win there? I think he got knocked down first round, came back to get the win, submission. Corey Anderson, obviously, you know, was doing decent in the USC. To be fair to him, Corey Anderson, weren't he? He won his semi-final knockout. I think it was like 50 seconds in against Ryan Bader, who was being very vocal uh, about the UFC division and stuff like that. Nevertheless, Yan versus Glover. It's it's kind of an odd one, isn't it? It's two old lads, which we always love to see on this podcast. Yan, you know, it's uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a fairy tale ending to his career, and it's it's you know it's not over yet. Glover, I think, it's one of those ones where you want both men to win, really don't you? You can't you can't root against either of these ones, so it's only who you could root for most, I guess, out of the two. I can't really pick them. I do have to say I fancy Yan to win. I know Glover's been on a bit of a roll, but I don't know. Yan seems a little bit sharper to me. A little bit, just a little bit more ruthless at the moment. The confidence that he would have gained by beating Adesanya you know, surviving, not getting rocked or anything really like that. I think would have only done the world a good, had a lot of time to recover. I guess you could say maybe he's living a different kind of lifestyle now, potentially, which could be good or bad. But yeah, I'd have to lean towards Yan. But it is, it is a great fight. It is a bit of a fairy tale fight. And despite them being two old, older lads, I do expect it to be high quality as well. It's interesting you say that it's a fairy tale, but you don't know who to win, who you'd want to win because of that reason. But I do think Yan will win for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned. But who do I actually want to win? I don't want Yan to lose, but he has had his fairy tale moment already. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Glover hasn't. So let's let's share the wealth a little bit here <laughs> and let Glover have his moment now. So it's time to pass on that belt to the another old lad. But it's it's so hard to root against someone like Yan. You know he's just a geezer. But Glover, he's just where's this come from? Absolutely out of nowhere. I thought he was done about five years ago when Rumble knocked him into oblivion that time but <laughs> yeah it's a tough one to call like i don't see him grinding yan out like he's ground out his previous opponents glover yeah, that's his go-to in it survive the early onslaught and then just grind them out yeah you can't see him doing that to Blahovic. he anthony just looks smith, too much yeah. anthony smith beat his teeth out of his mouth didn't he <laughs> yeah. just an just a ruthless performance but to be fair i didn't see that coming either yeah so who, who knows he may prove me wrong but Yan just looks like a, like a mountain of a man. It's, it just looks unstoppable at the minute at, at lie everywhere. And as you said, brimming with confidence, particularly beating Adesanya, such a huge star like that. So I, I've got a lean towards Yan, maybe a late stoppage, TKO stoppage. I think he'll put a bit of a beating on uh, Glover and uh, the ref waves it off. So, but it's, it's a great main event. I've no idea what time this is on, Joseph. It's on Fight Island, isn't it? So I'm a bit worried this might be a pay-per-view job in England. I haven't seen any rumblings. So, There's not enough big stars would, on it to be so, is there? I wouldn't have thought so, no. It'd be a bit of a, bit of a cheek. It's only Yan. 
It's only Glover. <laughs> well, you got uh, you got Jan Blahovic, but you also got Piotr Jan. He's fighting someone different now, Joe, isn't he? Yeah, Aljamain Sterling. It's not for the real belt, the big belt. In the interim, Corey Sandhagen. This is a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Sandhagen lost his last fight. Uh, I think the interim, fair enough. Sterling's injured. That's going to be out for a little while. Yeah, d- definitely, a, definitely a, a strange one. Uh, why? Why didn't Dillashaw get this? I think this, the turnaround was too quick. So I think that's the only excuse, not excuse, the reasoning, I suppose. Um, but it was such a close fight, Sanhagen Dillashaw. I don't think there's too many people in uproar at this one. I, I had it for Sanhagen. I can't remember what you had, but it was 3-2 either way, wasn't it? So it's, there's no real it's no real controversy giving this to Sanhagen. But what it does do is Sanhagen wins, begs the question, who's fighting for the belt next? Dillashaw has a claim. Sterling certainly has a claim. Uh, you're in a complete bantamweight pickle here if if uh, Sanhagen gets the job done. What do they do? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a, it's a good point. And then, I guess because Dillashaw has been out and uh, because it has been for PEDs, you could say quite fairly, look, you're going to have to have someone else. Sanhagen, just, it just it, you know, the way the cards fell, he got the fight, got the win. He'll have to go before you. I think that would probably be fair. But, uh, I mean... If on the other hand, though, you know, if if Sandhagen is losing to Dillashaw, is he is he going to do much better against Petter Yan? Stuck it uh, on you a little bit there. I don't know. I, I was impressed by Sandhagen. I thought he was just making really silly decisions. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Dominate the round, then throw a spinning back fist. Not that I'm a tactical magician, Joseph, but he kept doing something. It didn't work, but then <laughs> continues to do it and. Hopefully, if he's fixed that, he'll be a threat to Yan. So I'm guessing he's way longer and he could keep on the outside and pepper him from there. But Yan, as you say, he was an animal. He was going to go through Sterling there, wasn't he? He's... I think even Sterling has said as such. He's like, but he does something stupid. What do you want me to do? But, yeah, it's it's a very difficult one. But what a f- uh, fantastic four that is to sort of have milling around the title. That's not to mention some of the other stars they got down there at 135. No idea which way this is going to go, really. I honestly can't. I think Jan is just so annoyed and pissed off that he's, he might just overcome anyone in his way here, whoever it may be. Yeah, I do make Jan a strong favourite, I have to say. Like you say, he is, he is a bit of an animal. Even someone like um, uh, Aljamain Sterling. Different styles, but Sterling's bigger, longer. Had a, had a good go early on, and then Jan started to overwhelm him, didn't he? So I'd imagine it would go something a little bit like that. I wouldn't be surprised if Sandhagen landed some good shots, maybe a head kick. You know, I don't really see Yan getting stopped, knocked out, and five rounds, the last three, that's 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 his bread and butter, really, isn't it? And I guess Sandhagen, you know, like you say, he, he was close, wasn't he, last time? He was close, just but he hasn't quite shown that he'd be able to withstand someone like Petty Yan in the final two or three rounds, if you see what I mean. So I would make Yan a favourite. But it would be fantastic, you know, because I'm a big fan of Sandhagen. I think he's got potential to be the champ one day. So it it would make it interesting in a lot of ways, and it? It'd be funny if Sandhagen won, and then like a couple of weeks later, Sterling's like, "Oh, I'm, I feel a bit better now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> should we get a fight booked?" I'd <laughs> be clever, intelligent lad if he'd done that. Yeah, yeah. But it'd be interesting because Sterling beat him, TJ's beating him, and neither of them have the belt, and he does. So yeah, it'd be very, very. Yeah, convoluted situation to say the least. But 
Who, who can call that one? No one, mate. But no, who, who can call this one is the one, Joseph. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Hooker uh, could, yes. could, could be shout out of the fortnight for this. Again. Step, again, because uh, it is just pretty mad. Stepping in against uh, Islam. Obviously, a tremendously tough opponent. Bad stylistic matchup. You would have thought. Few weeks notice. Did he fly home? As he did, he fly home and then left to do the, all that nonsense, getting back again. I have absolutely no idea. I've no idea. He's in Abu Dhabi, in it. So I don't know how that works. Mm. Yeah, he probably did then, didn't he? So it's it's tough and it's tough. He looked good in his last one. Dan Hook, obviously, pretty pretty convincing win there. Islam, like I say, is is a step up in opponent. Completely different style. I get, you know, you're waiting to see what Islam's about, really, aren't you? This is probably, uh, you know, as much as it's a tough one for Dan Hooker, it's the first real opportunity for um, Islam to show his chops against a, a proper, like, top five contender, really. Yeah, we haven't seen anything from him, really. Like, he went up to number five after beating Moises, who was behind him in the rankings. So it's a bit of a false position in terms of who he's beat. Talent-wise, maybe not. He probably is a top fiver, no doubt. But who, he, who he's actually fought and beat, he's not top five. That's just the long and short of it, really. So it, we'll, see, we'll learn a lot about Islam Akachev against Dan Hooker because Dan Hooker's been in there with Poirier. Uh, Felder had wars with anyone there. Chandler, he's been in there with the who's who of the lightweight division. And he's won some of them. And he's he pushed Poirier right to the limit and arguably, arguably won that one as well. So... This is a huge test for Max. I think Hooker wins this one. I fancy him. I fancy him to land a, a big old knee on the chops when Makachev sort of panic wrestles, and I can see him knocking him out. Yeah, I'll be trying them apples. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, I wouldn't say it's a risk, but it's it's uh, certainly uh, not not a safe bet. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like you say, it is a uh, it is a step up in class for Islam, particularly on the feet. You know, there's a lot of Khabib comparisons. I guess with Islam, you could say that his stand-up does look a, potentially a little bit better in, in places. Um, but certainly the biggest test so far um, was there's, you know, good striking, powerful, not going to pose the same problems that Dan Hooker is. So I'd love Dan Hooker to get the win. I, I really would. And like I say, I wouldn't put it past him, but I just, I don't know. you just got to look at this and think, you know, if Islam, because his grappling obviously is very good, isn't it? And even if uh, Hooker starts landing knees, elbows, I'd fancy Islam to get him down and probably keep him there for, you know, a minute, you know, a, a reasonable while. So it wouldn't surprise me if he just kind of snuck it like that, Islam, which wouldn't be that impressive, would it, in all honesty? And it might not do him a ton of favours, but I don't see him finishing Hooker particularly. Maybe he can sneak a submission in there, but... Yeah, I don't know. I just think I think Islam could very well be the real deal. And unfortunately, Dan Hooker, all the props, you know, I, I think no one will really, like I say, put it against, hold it against Dan Hooker, the circumstances. But yeah, I reckon Islam might sneak it. Probably a decision. Probably not that entertaining. And you're probably going to be willing Dan Hooker to get up the whole time sort of thing, which... Uh, you know, but he, if he goes out and finishes him, then fair play. You go out and finish Dan Hooker, you know, he's probably then one fight away, one more fight from a title shot. It's that Dana loves all that, though, doesn't he? So that that will push you a couple of steps ahead more so than you normally would. If you're jumping in against people like Islam late notice, he's going to do you some favours down the line. So, mm. like you say, one win, and 
against Islam, and he's probably only one away from a title shot, even though he went 0-3 in the same division not long ago. So, yeah, I'm buzzing for that one. It's, it's just a fantastic fight. He's a new cowboy, isn't he? He's just a new cowboy and would just fight anyone, anytime, and sort of sacked off the whole caring about his record kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Sort of thing. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But someone else on there, Joseph, we, we talk about, like, prospects and stuff and tests can they get over the line in the top 10, top fives and stuff? And we're finally going to see it with Chimai, haven't we? Yeah, see it up against Li Jing Liang. Obviously, Hamzat retired, didn't he? He retired, he's come back. He had a little bit of illness. I think he had COVID issues. So, very exciting, very excited to see him back. You know, Li Jing Liang is a test, not quite at the level of a Dan Hooker uh, and a test in that sense. But certainly, certainly, probably the most... Because he's fought a couple of um, experienced guys. He fought Mearshart, didn't he? And... Uh, you know, he's been around, he's a good, tough, experienced fighter. But I think Jing Liang's probably the most threatening person that, that he's faced. And hopefully you're going to see how Hamzat gets on when someone's giving it back to him with a bit of power. Because Li Jing, Jing Liang certainly does have that. So, you know, I'm talking there about how Islam, you haven't seen too much yet. But you're kind of looking at potential and expecting to deliver. Hamzat's one where you've seen even less in in a lot of ways, haven't you? He might he might have more of an aura about him, and he's he's knocking people out. He's he's fighting in two divisions, so uh, you know it, he might even be even better to be fair, Hamzat. But you just haven't seen it yet. So yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't I couldn't predict that one. Li Jingyang is always dangerous. It's impossible to predict. Anyone who's predicting is just going off hype and guessing almost, unless they're going for the leech. Because like you say, Hamzat, we've seen what couple minutes if yeah. that and he's coming off this big long layoff as well so this is a huge huge test we're going to learn a lot about a lot of fighters this in this uh this card you've got san hagen there we've never seen him sort of go with the full five i don't think anyway not in a title fight at least islam chimaev there's going to be so many questions answered as says fantastic event joseph i'm looking forward to this one anyone else on there that's catching your eye there's a lot. There's a lot of sort of Russian, Eastern European sounding names on there. Ankalaev's on there. Ankalaev's yeah. fighting, which will be a good one. He's always exciting. So there, there are good ones. Yeah, looking forward to it. Also got uh, Macquan Amiakani and Larone Murphy on the undercard there. So that's a, a bit of a step up for Larone Murphy against a a well-established featherweight. So a win there could thrust him into the spotlight in that top fifteen chat. Definitely, definitely. Before that, we've got a decent fight, actually. Paolo Costa, Marvin Vittori coming up this weekend. Kind of been a slowly, slowly build-up with a hype job kind of surrounding this. I haven't seen a ton, ton of ch- a chat going on, really. Well, it's certainly not as fiery as you thought, thought it might be. Perhaps Costa's keeping his nut down ever ever so slightly. But uh, good fight, isn't it? Good fight, this one. You know what Vittori's going to bring, don't you? He's going to be relentless. He's going to be a little bit pissed off having lost his, uh, his type of opportunity. Uh, so big questions around Costa in this one. Yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic fight, and it's almost like a wasted opportunity because I've not seen hardly anything. I haven't heard a dicky bird about this really in terms of build up and chat and stuff like that. And I don't know. You just you seem to wonder why are they putting these no name cards on every week, last week, the week before, when they could be using that to sort of build to a, a bigger event this week. I don't know, Joe, how you feel about that, but it just seems that they've been trotting out a bit of bit of dross of late. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Obviously, don't want to get too disrespectful, but I'm sure none of them are listening, are they? So, uh, a little bit, a little bit. I don't know. I think maybe they've, maybe they overreached a little bit, signed a few too many bods, just got to cycle, cycle through them and see who comes out on top, and then maybe stick with that. I don't know. 
Yeah, maybe. It's, it just, it's just a shame when you see a fight like this that just has fireworks written all over it in a build-up, and you see next to nothing about it. But the fight itself is a very interesting one. Important one to an extent. I mean, there's no real immediate uh, ramifications to a title shot here, having both lost to Izzy pretty recently. But it's a massive win uh, for whoever gets it because the loser is right down the pecking order, aren't they? So massive, massive fight. Hopefully that don't make them too tentative. And uh, like Costa was against Izzy, hopefully we see the old Costa and hopefully we see the old Vittori and, uh, and a good old slobber knocker here. I think there are a couple of hot-headed lads and uh, hopefully we see that this Saturday. You would hope so, wouldn't you? You would hope so. It'd be quite disappointing if it was anything other than that, wouldn't it? Definitely. Who you got? Vittori, probably. You think? Just not, sh- know. Just not sure about Costa. Too, too many questions there. If he comes out like he did against Adesanya... He'll get smushed, uh, and if he comes out like he did in some of his previous fights, he'll have a decent chance. Yeah, I just almost forgotten what a good Costa's like. Mm. It's been a while, so we'll again lots of questions being answered, Joseph. <laughs> in these fights, question marks hanging <clears throat> over these fighters. But yes, yeah, a good one. Anything else on that card, or is it another one that's sort of top heavy? Uh, that's that's all for me that I wanted to get stuck into on that card. Yeah, we've got a couple of fight announcements that I'd like to move on to. Go for it, Sam. So you got Oliveira Poirier for the title. No real surprises there. I think we've spoken about it before, I guess. I'm certainly excited for it, put it that way. I'm definitely excited for it. But I think the big one, that again, it's, quite, it's been touted for a while. It's, it's, it's maybe a little bit more surprising that finally got it got done. Leon Edwards is confirmed against Jorge Masvidal. The rematch, obviously, after their initial, <laughs> initial brushing it in the UK. So, again, excited about this one. Probably more so excited. Obviously, Leon Edwards is in there. We all know that we all want him to get a title shot. A win here, I think, gets him a title shot. Absolutely. I guess, obviously, you've got... Um, if Covington wins, he throws he throws it if a spanner in the works. It'll probably be quite a long layoff then for uh, Leon Edwards. But, you know, if Kabara Usman wins and Leon uh, Edwards wins this, this one, gets a title shot 100%. Uh, yeah, like I say, I was, were you surprised it did get made? It was one of those ones where I thought, you know, like we're looking at it and it's like, it is the fight to make. Definitely, it's the one. But just I just wasn't always 100% sure that it would actually happen. Yeah, I think that the chat was that he didn't want the fight. That's what we were sp- speaking about, weren't we? But we also mentioned that we think he's holding out for money here. Yeah? And then he, the fight gets made, and I think he put a post saying millionaire than eyeballs or something like that. So I think it must have been the money he was holding out for, taking Nate Diaz's advice, uh, and it's paid off for him. I think you, we always thought it would never happen because we felt that Masvidal kind of felt that he probably wouldn't win in an MMA fight against him. He's a bit more well-rounded, isn't he, Leon Edwards? But now that Masvidal kind of needs to beat Edwards, Mm, he kind of needs him more than Edwards needed Masvidal now because everyone knows that Edwards is such a good fighter. Uh, And it made the fight a bit more uh, doable on both sides. So I think it's the perfect fight for him. Uh, Edwards' win gets him a title shot. You've got to think, tail of the tape-wise and just skill-wise, that he's going to win that fight nine times out of ten. But it, that last minute against Diaz just worries you, doesn't it? That when he gets yeah, chinned, yeah. it, it does worry him. That's where I was going to take it. Yeah, once you finish, it is a worry. But you kind of feel like that might be a blessing in disguise. Also, it might make him a little bit less 
Well, whatever if he does get comfortable. Whatever Edwards did before he got clipped there, make sure you don't do that again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, maybe a blessing to the skies. Gutted it's only a three-rounder, because I think that would make it a, an, an epic event if it was a five-rounder or a main event even. But I'm not going to grumble. It's going to be on a massive card. I think the last pay-per-view of the year. Uh, just fingers crossed no one drops out on this one, Joseph. No, I know, I know. It's it's a bit of a weird one, three rounds, isn't it? I don't think that really suits Edwards. I guess what you'd like to see is because it is three rounds, you'd be okay, go out and even more intensity than you there was in the Diaz fight. Maybe you can maybe you can get a finish. It's gonna be I think it'd be difficult to finish him in three rounds. Like you say, yeah, there is, you know, if Nate Diaz rocked Edwards, although it was late on, obviously he's knackered. Perhaps he just, uh, you know breathed in at the wrong time while he got caught and that was it sort of at the end of a fight um but you know it probably gives Masvidal a lot of hope there that he could knock him out he probably well definitely more of a knockout artist isn't he Masvidal so he'll definitely have to mind his p's and q's I would say Leon Edwards but yeah unfortunately with it being three rounds it's probably going to be a decision he probably will have to sort of grapple with him a little bit, but hopefully he can be impressive enough with his stand-up in the, the sort of the, in other bits, the in-between that that he will get the win. I don't think there's any real chance that he could win and then not get a title shot, provided Usman wins, like we say. But uh, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think it would be one where he can really set the world alight, but it will certainly make him undeniable for a title shot. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. 100%. I mean, it gives Masvidal less time to knock him out being three rounds. Hmm. So, obviously, Diaz wouldn't, wouldn't have chinned him in the fifth if there was only three rounds. So, it, sh- it should hopefully give Leon a bit more sort of comfort, just sort of breeze through 15 minutes, because I think that's what's going to happen. I think he might might have a bit, a little bit of a bit of a wobbly moment here and there, but I think he's learned from, all, from that Diaz fight, hasn't he? Surely. Surely he has. I, I think we'll see a 30-27, a frustrated Masvidal perhaps sometimes on his back. Uh, and Leon sort of just sort of just out techniques him because he's just so robotic with his approach, isn't he? Uh, bar that one mishap against the air. So I fully expect him to to get the win there, Joseph. But I won't be as confident probably come top fight night. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I love Masvidal, so I don't really care. So I'd love to see. I do care. I want Edwards to get the title shot. But should Masvidal win and Covington wins, I mean, imagine that fight. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's brilliant, isn't it? Definitely, definitely, yeah, and um. You know, perhaps the the beef that they had uh, in London, in the UK, maybe that does just give Leon Edwards a little bit of extra fire. You know, potentially does feel a bit embarrassed about that or what or whatever. Which I, you know, I don't know if he should because it has, in a roundabout way, it's it's led to like you know, a, a storyline in his career, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. it's something that you can attach to and you can attach Leon Edwards' name to it. So he gets the win that rounds it off quite nicely. Yeah, yeah. Provided the big caveat is he yeah. gets the win and actually gets his own back. Otherwise, he just looks like a meltdown. <laughs> so he's got to get that win to sort of close that book and get his revenge. But I completely agree. You need a rival. All, all the greats need a rival. And and then Edwards has Jorge, Jorge. That's it. But yeah. Um, any other fights there, Joseph? That have been announced? It's been a dropout. You're not happy about, isn't it? Yeah, Rockhold's out against Strickland, and I, obviously I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a massive Rockhold fan. Never have been. Obviously, the bloke we spoke about at the start, Michael Bisping, has a lot to do with that, doesn't he? Which is, you know, 
So, uh, yeah, but uh, whatever. He's out against uh, Sean Strickland, which would have been a good fight. I was, I was actually really looking forward to that one. I was hoping we'd give Rockhold a chance to show what he was, in a way. He, you know, he was a dangerous, dangerous fighter, weren't he? But, yeah, unfortunately, he's out. And then there's been a few people calling out Strickland since then. I, don't know, I think Bilal Mohammed is one. I think Strickland's been saying some uh, controversial comments about stuff that we won't get into. So, a bit disappointed, I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a good fight. They're both pretty unlikable but i do like rock because he's an old vet isn't he? and he's mm. come back and he's, he's moved, mellowed a little bit he's moved over into that old lad category now hasn't he yeah exactly the old, <laughs> the old lad who gets injured all the time <laughs> yeah. that's where i sit anyway <laughs> but strickler disappointing for him from a competitive sense because he is slowly creeping the rankings mm. i don't think you'd have done much for him rankings wise beating rock hold but certainly amongst the masses would have put his name even further out there on a huge card. So disappointing for him. Don't know if he's going to stay on there. Looking at the card now, he's, he don't look like he's on there. So, yeah, he's going to have to sit and wait for either Rockhold to come back or maybe a quick turnaround for Costa Revatore, perhaps. So we'll see what happens there. Disappointing, though. Very disappointing. I'm comparing both of them cards, Joe, 268 and 267, and everyone's saying how good Usman Covington card. Obviously, you've got Rose and Wiley and Gaethje Chandler. I'm comparing against 267. I'm leaning towards two six seven as as the better card. I think it's got a bit more, bit more splash to it. Bit more substance. Our main event two six eight. Huh? Bit more substance. Yeah, like all the way down the card is like yeah. a storyline for everything, and I think there's a lot more exciting fights. Um, I don't know where you stand, but what what a treat! Back to back weekends of of pay per views, and they're all stacked. So that's mad, isn't it? But, uh, interim for the bantamweights. Uh, you got the light heavyweights going. You've got welterweights. You've got the uh, flyweights, is it? The females? The ladies? Which one? Rose. What are they? Straw. Straws, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just a, yeah incredible couple of weeks there. I like it. I like them being a back-to-back. Certainly different. I don't know. Will, I, it, I, will, I, it, be a bit of, will it be a bit of overload? You'll still be... You'll get to 268 and you'll still be thinking about 267. This is it, you see, and also takes a little bit of shine off, say, Jan has a massive night, or Glover's big win, finally wins the big one, but come Monday, they're doing the embedded for 268 and forgetting all about it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a bit harsh, you know. It's a bit of an odd one, but also, it does make me a little bit annoyed that they try out these cards that they have been of late, and then just to do two bumper ones next to each other, they could spread it out a little more. Yeah. Getting a bit greedy with my uh, UFC intake here, but I've actually just stopped watching some of them, Joe. <laughs> have you really well I've, I've, I've been a busy boy i've been a busy boy this weekend so i haven't been able to catch them but um yeah for some fantastic fights incoming and then that's not to mention 269 the ones we just mentioned Oliveira and edwards and all that coming later on but there's some other big fights there's also joseph bar the big the big pay-per-views that you wanted to talk about yeah so i think we could finish on this one it's the heavyweight division and we discussed it i think it was on the last episode maybe maybe the one previous to that about the Heavyweights division is kind of split into two at the moment. You've got the four lads at the top, uh, a champ, an interim champ, a former champ, the light heavyweight, former light heavyweight champ. And then you've got like one or two lads behind that, haven't they? Like uh, Bladesy and, and Jairzinho, a couple of, couple of others in there who've kind of had a go and, and they haven't made it. And in a lot of ways, below that, you've almost got like a second division, which is much more exciting. You've got your Tom Aspinall's, your Chris Dalkas's, your Ty Two of Asses. And these 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 two, two of those lads have got fights coming up. 
Taito Avasa against Augusto Sakai. I think that's a great fight for him. Sakai's got a bit of name value. Been given a couple of good opportunities and fallen a little bit short. So Tuavasa on his comeback trail. It's a nice, a good fight, I think, for him. A sensible fight. And Chris Daukas has just got a bit of an unbelievable fight, really, in Derek Lewis, who was, you know, potentially one fight away from a title shot not too long ago. So, you know, a tr- tremendous opportunity for Chris Daukas to put himself at the top of that second division in uh, in the heavyweights. You like Daukas here? I think it's something different, isn't he? Certainly something different, uh, which can only add to it. What, a youngster, basically. Basically, someone who's under 39, yeah. Sub 40. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's it's good, in it, seeing these prospects against established fighters. So I'm looking for. I've got big hopes for Dalkus. Um, beating Lewis is a tough one. I think it's over five rounds, though, so he might have a shot. Lewis's heart might have gone out a bit by now. I mean, to lose like he did against uh, Garn in his hometown, that was his last shot, really, wasn't it? So you'd be interested to see how he comes back and whether Dalkus can capitalise on that, because I think he's got a big, big future. Two of us are, yeah, he's a youngster, but he's, he's learning on the job, it seems. He seems to have got into the UFC quite early and he's been fallen foul to some of these more established stars. So this is another big test if you can have another crack against Sakai. I think it's a favourable matchup, isn't it? Stand yeah, up. Yeah. Stand up, lad. So you, I wouldn't be surprised if two of us wins. But long term, I think Dalkus has probably got more of a chance than having a crack at a belt than him. Yeah, I think that's fair. I do think that's fair. Um, uh, Dalkus, I, f- I think he's got a good chance against Lewis. I really do. I think the, the point you made there about how much does Lewis want it anymore is definitely a good one. Uh, and, and I guess we'll find out, but uh, yeah, like if, if obviously it's a bit of a, a cliche, bit of a silly thing to say, but if if Dalkus can not get sparked out by Derek Lewis, which is very possible, I'd fancy him to to put it on him for five rounds in a in a in a professional manner. So yeah, I mean that's, that's good advice. Good advice. Don't get sparked out. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Avoid the big shots, and he's probably technically capable of putting on a show much like Garn did really but maybe not as devastating but that would that'd be that's so much more impressive seeing someone win over 25 minutes in dominating fashion than a, a flash knockout so up this i'm excited for it don't know when it is i think it's in early december or something like that so interesting stuff heavyweight division good old uh good old state it's in at the minute hmm it's doing well it's doing well obviously you've got to sort those lads out at the top john jones maybe might have stepped away i guess for for the moment take take him out of the picture for now i'd say yeah 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 no fair enough i mean if that means stipe gets a, another go potentially I'd, I'd be happy with that you know i think i think he deserves one more shot well i think ungano and garn's made in it I, I, it's certainly certainly very close i believe yeah so i think that might be in january so slowly but surely we might see some movement there and you're probably likely to see stipe fight the winner of that wouldn't you yeah, I think so. I think so. It's because, looking likely. Because I guess there's only two outcomes there, really. Is is it Garn by decision or Francis by knockout? I suppose that's, you know, it's not pulling up many trees, is it, really, that? Yeah, I think well, I think Garn's got a good ground game and he could get a sub there, but yeah, pretty much. And Garn is going to have to get a knockout, basically, end of, which he's more than capable of doing, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Garn's a new breed, isn't he? No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Excited. I'm excited for that. I mean, there's a lot of title fights, really, that we've covered in one episode there, isn't it? So, exciting times, definitely. Lovely stuff, Joseph. Um, anything else you wanted to add? Any other business? Or should we wrap this up? Yeah, nothing else from me. 
Let's wrap it then. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We are Mustard MMA. Check out the latest blog post released last week uh, on mustardmma.com. Obviously, you can get links to uh, all your various podcast channels there as well. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. If you can leave a like and follow us on Instagram at mustardmma as well, that would be great. But thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Farewell, lads.